Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today, we're popping into the bubble to examine how the hotter half lives as Liz discovers the downsides to dating Calvin Klein's most reality-averse underwear model, which kind of says a lot, don't you think? In other plot points, Jenna lobbies for attention, hashtag reusable tweet. Jack negotiates Tracy out of a job, bummer town. And we all ask the timeless, quintessential question, Cranston, why are you crying? Now grab some salmon and douse it with some Gatorade because it's time for some unsatisfying, life-threatening sex, a.k.a. our podcast. Welcome in. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. You went to plunder for lunch? How did you get a table? I don't know. It was packed, but they just gave Drew a table. It is ridiculous how people treat him. The chef sent over food, ladies sent drinks, Mayor Bloomberg asked him to dance. Well, beautiful people are treated differently from moderately pleasant-looking people. It's true. They live in a bubble. A bubble of free drinks, kindness, and outdoor sex. How did Drew turn out as well as he did going through life like that? The bubble isn't always a bad thing. Look at me. I turned out okay, didn't I? Jack, I want you to pay close attention to the following over-the-top eye roll. Oh, brother. Lemon, I don't share this often, but this is a photo of me when I was 25 years old. What the what? You have a Superman chest. I know. Oh, my God, the lady will have two tickets to the gun show. And your eyes are so much bluer. What happened to your eyes? My point is, Lemon, the bubble doesn't last forever. So get in there with Drew and enjoy those perks while you can. Can I keep that? Uh, no. It's my only copy. I, like, was very prepared <laughs> for the bubble to not hit because I don't like to give you the gratification of being correct. But, oh, my God. Hit. <laughs> it hit. It's so funny. So funny. Yeah. John Hamm. Dense, joke heavy, John Hamm, John Hamm doing anything. John Hamm in pants. John Hamm in glasses. Tracy Morgan doing the worst acting of all time. Cranston, why are you crying? Ah, killed me. (laughs) I don't know why I love that part. It's so badly acted. I just love it so much. I think my favorite line for whatever reason, sorry. I think my favorite line for whatever reason is Richard Epizzito. Richard Esposito, get to the back. <laughs> and that's his real name, and he's the real hairdresser. And yeah, what's the other time when she says Rachel. to everybody, like, say something about me? You know what I mean? And they all just start yelling out horrible things about Aging. her. Aging. <laughs> <laughs> 80s. 1880s. Richard Esposito. <laughs> Meredith Biera, original oh, host God. of The View. Also terrible acting. So good. Kenneth's um, accent. Would you get to me talking? I get to what upset. It's so good. A real life in the moment shout out about Bill Cosby. Oh my being, god, that one. It's just like how many people knew and how many people didn't knew. do anything. They did something and he's still out of jail. So. <sighs> and then did you read the um, the trivia on IMDb? No. Oh, my God. I do God. nothing to prepare. <laughs> you write the intro that is amazing. So Kenneth talks about, he tells Tracy that he knows his, he knows Tracy like he knows this, the back of his stepfather Ron's hands. Yeah. 
And then he changes his name to Cranston. Brian oh, and Brian Cranston, Cranston yep. plays Ron. Wow. I mean, wow. Easter eggs left and right. In an homage to 30 Rock, the 15th episode of the third season of Parks and Rec is also entitled The Bubble. And it's the one where Ron gets the circular desk where he can't get away from ah, anybody. I love that one. <laughs> and then in the trivia, they say the Bill Cosby call out was on purpose. They really? knew it. Like people were always talking about it. So they knew what they were doing. Deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's, I mean, I don't know. I just wanted everyone to be like, get Bill Cosby, get Weinstein, get Feinstein too. She shouldn't be in office anymore. She's too old. Well, get her out real quick before they take Gavin Newsom out and put Caitlyn Jenner in or The Rock or whoever's coming. Oh, out. my God. <laughs> so I think we can all admit that any episode with John Hammond's a great episode. Well, you can. And I agree. I mean, every <laughs> single plot point was just absolutely fantastic. John Hamm being in anything, comedic actor. This was around the same time as Mad Men, so everyone was pigeonholing him. I don't think Bridesmaid had come out yet, so this was his major, or it was around the same time as Bridesmaids, major comedic foray. The Kenneth and Tracy relationship, so sweet, amazing. We hadn't found out that Tracy was homophobic yet. He apologized. He recanted. But remember, he said those things at the comedy show about gay people. I don't, actually. Well, that happened. Uh, I believe you. I just don't remember it. It's kind of a ratio that the LGBTQIA plus community faces because there's too many letters. <laughs> <laughs> what did they decide it is? Lebequois? Lebequois? Lebequois. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the Tracy kind of thing, amazing. Jenna, I love her, and she has a really great part this, this episode. Liz and her bursting the bubble, perfect. The scene where he throws the racket and says, this racket is a fart. You suck. You're a bitch. That's my favorite line ever. He's so upset. And no one ever says, like, this thing is a fart. No, I think my favorite line is... You already said when yours. The, the, favorite my new favorite. one. Excuse me. My favorite is when they're waiting in line. My new favorite is, uh, it's just like the favorite. It's like the favorite used to be the one who was married to Daniel Craig, and then it became Emma Stone, whose real name is Emily. My new favorite line is, this is going to be unpleasant. They're waiting in line <laughs> for the table. I know. Leave it to Liz Lemon to not jump in the bubble. She's like, let's burst this motherfucker out. Immediately. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. And... Oh, what, what? The lady will have two tickets to the gun show. Like, that is How part is that of my life. <laughs> that is because it's part of my life. What, what is something I say whenever I'm teaching constantly? What, what? All the time. How are your eyes so much bluer? I've used that line in real life. <laughs> yeah, this podcast, if any of our friends are listening, which we hope they are, please support us. Why would you not? It's... That most of our personalities are just derived from 30 Rock. Well, it's so entirely. true. I am Liz Lemon. I don't know who you think you are, Jenna. I'm Jenna. Naturally. <laughs> Very. Silence, silence. Actor moment. I mean, every moment of this thing is a hit. Yeah. It hits. And it starts out with real truth. Like then in the beginning, you know, Liz is like, I've got a boyfriend. We're going to go out. And you're like, There's that beginning of a relationship when you're super excited and you're just like, well, we're going to do this. And I'm a we now instead of a just me. So, yay. 
She, I mean, and despite so much evidence to the contrary, I like myself. I'm very happy being a me. So whenever I've been in a relationship, it's just like, well, this is going to end. So it's still me. I'm me. Well, Kenneth has that same Adam. attitude because don't get attached. As soon as people realize his tonics don't work, he's on to the next town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're heading out and... Kenneth, I feel like appropriately misconstrues what Liz says that she's going for lunch with her boyfriend as a euphemism for like a procedure. He does work with Jenna all the time. So that makes sense. That tracks, that hits all the things. Also, I've started using hits so much and I apologize for that. I cannot stop. You go through phases. We had party. There was another one. Bat. Yeah. It's fine. Amazing. <laughs> You'll never get a t-shirt out of it, but you just keep doing <laughs> So... Uh, Kenneth comes or Tracy comes up and is like, hey, Kenneth, you know what I have a craving for? And Kenneth does. Exactly. <laughs> Jerk chicken from that place in Mill Basin and a catalog Some- of expectant mothers in their swimming suits. Who isn't always thinking that? Did you look up Mill Basin? I did not. I'm curious about what it is. I'll look it up right now. Don't worry about well, it. Well, God forbid you Google all by yourself. <laughs> I am right when now. When you're busy looking up dick pics. I'm not, they come to me. The dick pics come to me. Yeah. You are my so, radio O'Reilly Ken. Now get in here and rub my feet till you hear a chopper coming. <laughs> so that one I actually knew. And that's a character from MASH, right? Yes, Radar O'Reilly. Killed it. Crushed it. <laughs> Thank you. And he would always be like, wait, chopper's coming. And then the, you could hear it. But he always heard it first. Hence the name Radar. Nice. MASH. Mobile <laughs> Army. Intrigue. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Bam! What, what? What, what? The lady will have two tickets to the gun show. (laughs) So Jack comes in and he's uh, curious about how Tracy's doing. (laughs) Crazy. Cranston. Who knows? Uh, Because his contract negotiation is coming up and his mood is perfect, apparently. Upbeat and confused. Unbeknownst to him, Dotcom and Grizz have not let Tracy know that he is a cavillionaire and no longer has to work. Yeah, I mean, well, his particular type of learning, what is it, kinesthetic, doesn't lend itself to awareness, I guess. More importantly, what do you think the BFF stands for? <laughs> so I was thinking, it's like, why would you celebrate that? So Tracy and Jack both have bracelets to say BFF, not best friends forever. I was like, why would you celebrate that? I think it's like something butt-fucking, like butt-fucking friends, right. butt-fucking fiends, butt-fucking festival, celebrate it maybe. Yikes. Um, so he explains to Liz, we guess it's butt fucking friends or whatever. She's <laughs> like, why did you so, celebrate that? Well, I don't know if they bonded because like Jack was sodomized by Dick Cheney. So maybe Tracy was sodomized consensually. Although Jack was into it. He seemed to be. Now we're heading out into, uh, Drew's bubble. Dr. Drew's bubble. He's getting a ticket and the cop doesn't see him yet. And it's like, don't, uh, the meter's expired. He's like, I forgot to get quarters. It's like, you know what? I got quarters. Rips up the ticket. You're, you're welcome. Drew is completely unfazed by this. So nonchalant. He doesn't view it as anything other than the ordinary and that he's treated so beautifully. And I would like to live that life. I would like to be a mix between Bubble Boy starring Jake Gyllenhaal and this bubble. I'd like to live in a bubble. Nothing can harm me. But I also want apps. Zerts. Well, Absolute seeing as how this never happens, I would be very sus- suspicious of why anyone's being that nice to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now Calvin Klein, the Calvin Klein, is walking down the street, 
and interrupts them and is like, excuse me, I think you should be my next underwear model. He's like, well, thanks. And then he walks off and Liz sensibly <laughs> is like, you don't want to get a card or a number. He's like, he'll figure it out. Now, yeah. this is one of my favorite things about the 30 Rock series is how they so elegantly lampoon all these typical TV tropes. It's like, okay, so what happens behind the scenes? Are you going to get his number? Or let's do a montage. I'm thinking of these things right now. How fun. Well, the reason Calvin Klein is there is that his daughter, Marcy, is one of the producers of 30 Rock. What? Fun. What? 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 <laughs> Lady, we'll take two tickets to the gun show. <laughs> so we have music, but it out. Now, also, Calvin Klein, in case people are uninformed or unaware, does have this habit of poaching and then dating very young, attractive underwear models and making them like faces of this campaign while they're banging. But a bow. So Liz has brought back her leftovers from Plunder. The restaurant where Jack and Elisa had the $1,000 delicious... Well, they never had it, but he went and sat with it and didn't eat it. Elisa, a good callback. Elisa, love you to negra. That's forthcoming, right? Yeah. I was like, did we miss that? No. No. So he's like, how'd you get a table? She's like, I don't know. It was packed, but they just gave Drew a table. It's ridiculous. Tell that is just like around for these things to be like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the chef sent over food. Ladies sent drinks. Mayor Bloomberg asked him to dance. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, everyone was obviously all about who's in their right mind. Uh, Cuomo stepping down because he needed to, at the very least, resign. But they're like, ah, Bloomberg is just going to be so happy about this. Hate that part. Hate that part. Well, as all three of us know, beautiful people are treated different from moderately pleasant looking people. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jack. It's true. They live in a bubble, a bubble of free drinks, kindness, and outdoor sex. Honestly, never mind. This isn't the appropriate group to talk about outdoor sex. So I shan't. But in the right circumstances, quite fun. Very enjoyable. So anyway, somehow Drew turned out better than all of us living in that bubble. <laughs> Jack's like, the bubble isn't always a bad, way, bad thing. Look at me. I turned out okay, didn't I? And this is a Julie Sunderland moment for sure. Jack, I want you to pay close attention to the following over-the-top eye roll. <laughs> Ooh, brother. <laughs> but Jack has proof. Lemon, I don't share this often. But this is a photo of me when I was 25 years old. Julie, go for it. I've already done it three times. You can do it. Just what kidding. The what, what the what? <laughs> you have a Superman chest. The lady will have two tickets to the gun show. And your eyes are so much bluer. What happened to your eyes? My boy Lemon, and he rips the photo from oh, her hands. The bubble doesn't last forever. So get in there with Drew and enjoy the perks while you can. Can and I then keep she, that? Desperately. And then I do love that he just has a Polaroid of himself in his wallet. He's 25. He's like, it's my only copy. That's Alec Baldwin at 25. <laughs> yes. Good it's Lord. Insane. I mean, I do not find chest hair attractive, but that is a nice look. <laughs> and then here you come. Everyone it's gather around. It's Naturally. I know. Oh. As probably you know, especially if you read page six. Of my publicist's emails. <laughs> I've decided to cut my hair for charity. Kenneth's like, but Miss Maroney, why would you cut your beautiful hair? You look just how I picture Mary Magdalene. A prostitute. <laughs> and you know that Jenna's like, yes, thank you. Naturally, very. Actually, that's quite correct. And she has to make her, she can't even get arrested in this town. Meanwhile, Tracy Jordan's face is everywhere. Pete jumps in to say, I've already explained that. That was a police sketch of a flasher who happened to look like Tracy. Hopefully. Whatever, he's hogging the buzz. 
Jenna's got buzz, though. She was in that magazine that one time. <laughs> it's a picture of her who wore it best with Miss Piggy. And, and Miss Piggy, Piggy got won. 84% of the vote. She looked great. <laughs> Miss Piggy's all over the place. Drag Race, that magazine. I don't even Kermit. know what you're referring to. And that was two years ago. <laughs> I love it when Kenneth leans in and whispers to Pete, you're what I think Judas looks like. So, and we'll get to this in an episode relatively soon, I think. Kenneth could be a killer. Like some sort of like religious-obsessed, German-oriented, Dwight Schrute-esque crazy killer. And in episode, I think, 14 of season seven, when he murders the whole gang, we'll find out that's true. At the rate we're going, I think that'll be like 2044 when we get to we'll <laughs> I feel like we're at a good clip right now. Don't worry about it. Planet that. will have burnt to a crisp by then. <laughs> Jesus. Julie, this is why we do blurg and watch 30 Rocks. We don't have to face reality. Totally. So now we're in the office for the actual negotiations with uh, Tracy. I feel you like putting a pin in that thought. Whenever I say something, you're like, totally. And finished. (laughs) Well, I'm no longer like making the snickering noise at you. So I'm trying something new. Ah, I like it. So Jack's going to do his awesome negotiating skills. Wants to think of it as family, but Tracy's like, this is better than family. No one around here asked for my damn bone marrow. So Jack's like, this is amazing. We'll offer you the cursory, customary 3% increase in your existing contract. Let's do it. Tracy takes a comically long time to answer. Misdirect, yada, yada, super fun. He was just thinking about how weird it is to eat birds. Agreed. And it is weird. So he's like, you see how easy it is negotiating can be when it's not really about money? Oh, no. He's like, what do you mean? Well, obviously you don't need to work. What's that now, Charles? Now, I did get to listen to the DVD commentary. Nice. Which was Jack McBrayer and John Hamm. They don't really comment on the episode. They're just, like, goofing on each other the whole time. Like us. But there is a running joke around the set. That's What's that now, Charles? That has nothing to do with anything. It's just, like, an inside joke. So. Well, they also said it in the fun cooker, right? Liz said it. When she was told that she had to be part of jury duty, she was like, to the judge. He's like, Charles, what now? There you go. I listen. I retain. I don't retain. I do listen, but I do not there retain. There you go. You research. Not this week. I'm just here. So I listened to the thing about, I felt good about that. So he's just like, I'm just saying you made $300 million last year, so there's no financial need for you to continue, but what a surprise. Tracy's like, I've never thought of that. He's like, thank you. I quit. Goodbye. Yeah. So we find out, um, because Dotcom is very pretentious and knows a lot of things and is quite annoying, and I do love the repartee that he engages with with Jack on the regular, when uh, Dotcom's like, Tracy's is a tactile kinesthetic learning, and Jack's like, Dotcom, so help me God. (laughs) (laughs) He talks about that on the DVD. John Hamm's like, I want a whole separate episode about what the... Why there's so much tension between Dotcom and Jack and what their backstory is. Like when he was trying to get Chase Tracy to be like the, the African American mouthpiece of the Republican Party. And he was talking about how Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, and then he chimed in with, Haven't you ever heard of the parties were super different? So I feel like it goes back from that. Don't worry about my song, I tried my best. <laughs> So now Liz and uh, Dr. Drew are going to go play tennis. Ah, this is everything I've ever wanted in life. 
It's like that one music video that I can't remember the name of, so all of this is moot, but I'm going to power through anyway, where there's gay stuff outside of a tennis court. Amazing. Ah, uh, all my interests. Just what I was thinking about. <laughs> so they're, Dr. Drew is like, it's so nice of them to give us the court for us. And he tries to warn her that he was pro in college. Also, who kids. gave them the court, Julie? Ladies. A gaggle of gays. No, a gaggle oh, yes, of you're gays. Right. In the beginning, yes. They were probably saying, hey, ladies. And they're all waiting. Your man want to get buck wild. And here's my hotel number. And Drew's like, bring it on. Anybody attracted nice to me, I'll take it. Very not homophobic. Good job, Dr. Drew. He does have, like, major Chris Traeger vibes where he keeps getting drinks, free drinks oh. at the gay club, the bulge. And he's like, oh, I love thanks, it. fellas. So <laughs> it's sweet. like, I just want to let you guys know I'm not gay. And they're like, that's okay. He's like, okay. That doesn't matter. I'd like to buy you guys you... a round of drinks. Oh, it's like, I'd like to watch you shower. <laughs> this is why we need a Patreon. Your face is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to warn her that she, he was pro in college and he started teaching kids at the Y and all the mothers wanted to take private lessons, but he'll take it easy on her. Yikes. So he's terrible, but the truth is is that John Hamm is right-handed, and they've made Dr. Drew left-handed. Uh, so he's trying intrigued. his best with the wrong arm. <laughs> also, during the sequence, they're playing the theme from A Summer Place, a 1959 romance drama. <laughs> Research. I did some. <laughs> We're so proud. So he keeps fucking up, and she's like, it's been a long time since college. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm perfect. And right on cue, a woman comes up and says, excuse me, do you give lessons? <laughs> now we get so, the montage of every horrible thing that Dr. Drew does. And I, this bitch loves a montage. But Emma, as the culinary expert, is there such a thing as salmon bourguignon? No. There shouldn't be, right? Mm -hmm. It's beef. Well, either way, you wouldn't Dude. make it with Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. Or just like a, a salmon stew with like red wine. Chipino and is like a seafood stew that might have salmon in it and a wine product. But it's white wine. It's true. It's white wine. It's white wine with fish. Julie, come on. <laughs> you, could the red, you could do Ready red wine go. with salmon. I mean, if you're a gall and you're invading Rome. <laughs> the gall, Julie. The gall. So even if he did learn this from Giada in the store, he should still know that this tastes like shit, right? Well, like, because yeah, of the bubble, do. his palate never fully developed, much like his brain or his sense of like social awareness or his patience or his penis, apparently. Although if you've seen John Hamm's paparazzi photos, he does not wear underwood and sorry, underwear. I said underwood. Where's my head at? And his pants. <laughs> So now they're eating and she starts choking and he's like, are you choking? Are you choking? I'm calm. Stay calm. I'm a doctor. I just need to shake it loose. <laughs> I just need to find something to push it down with you have a chopstick or a fireplace match or something. <laughs> she saves her own life by giving herself the Heimlich over a chair. And he's like, oh, the second time she's done that, because in the episode where she was dating Alex Cabot or the actress who plays Alex Cabot in SVU, and they go on a date. She also is watching TV alone, eating a TV dinner, and has to do the same thing. Well practiced. Still not as traumatizing as when it happens to Cynthia Nixon on Sex in the City. That one felt real. And she was like, I'm going to die alone. I'm going to die alone with my cat. Have you ever choked on anything? Sure. <laughs> like to the point you had to be Heimlich? Only once. I swallow, I eat a bagel that had like um, melted plastic on it. Oh, jeez. Mm. <laughs> and I was homesick from school. My mom was talking on the phone. And I'm like, 
And she's like, fuck off, I'm on the phone. I'm like, ah. And she's like, no, no, it's, I'm on the phone. And then she's like, god damn it. She got up, gave me the Heimlich, spit the plastic across the room. She's like, you okay? Back on the phone. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, I've never been in a situation where I've needed the Heimlich, but I have been given the Heimlich. In seventh or eighth grade, I was eating lunch, and I think I was like gesticulating wildly, probably doing something offensive and inappropriate. And this random dude just came up and started giving me the Heimlich, and I'm like, first of all, I'm fine. And I didn't go through puberty until I'm still waiting. And I was very sure, and so he just picked me up like a little backpack and started swaying me about like a little rag doll. I was like, I think I'm okay. Thank you very much. But no, I've never choked. Knock on wood. Knock on all the wood. I don't know. I like. I'm very well practiced at calling nine one one, so I think I'd be okay. I feel like you haven't called nine one one in a really long time. It's been a couple days, yeah. <laughs> no, it's been years. It's been years. 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 The impulse, though. Daily. Well, now Liz goes to talk to Jack, and she wants to talk to him, and he's like, "The Tracy deals in progress." <laughs> she doesn't like, know okay. what's going on. She's like, "Something happened with Drew." He's like, oh, no, he's not a BFF. If you're proudly wearing a bracelet, you'd think you'd be into another person yeah, joining your butt-fucking feet. Doesn't Unless read. it's something else. But I think it's butt-fuck friends. I agree. She's like, oh, no, it's the bubble. He is a doctor who doesn't know the Heimlich maneuver. He can't play tennis and he can't cook. He's as bad at sex as I am. We did forget that no part. Idea. As part of the montage, he <laughs> yes. came out super satisfied, and Liz was very not. <laughs> James Franco and his Japanese sex doll pillow did way more for Liz. <laughs> that's he real says, content. It's not just me, me, and girls. It's true. So Jack says, that's the danger of being super handsome. When you're in the bubble, nobody ever tells you the truth. For years, I thought I spoke excellent French. <laughs> <laughs> and you never watched Friends, but that's very reminiscent of when Joey tries to learn French. Or Joey tries to learn French from Phoebe Buffay, played by Lisa Kudrow, who does speak French. Every TV show's the same. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> so she says Drew deserves to be told the truth. He's a good person. He's a victim of our nation's obscene cult of superficiality. And then Jack calls her on it like, did you tell him he was no good at tennis? She's like, no, I let him win because I want to make out with him in the cab. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair to let Drew live a lie. And I think I'm the woman to fix him. Then Jack gives the sage advice. You wake a sleepwalker, you risk getting urinated on. Or thanks <laughs> on. Also similar. So now we're over to Kenneth. Mr. Jordan quit. He comes to tell Jack, Mr. Jordan quit. And Liz is like, what? I thought you were in process. Tracy's taking a strong position right now in the negotiation. It's not unheard of for him to stay home while I formulate my counterproposal. And then Kenneth goes full freak out, goes back to the hills, the valleys, the land where he lives. Oh, no. When I get upset, my accent come out. And when it gets to coming out, I can't get to talking. uh -uh. The delightful simpleton that he is. It's just like no control over speech. And when told, like, can you walk and talk for that Sorkin situation? He's like, I could, but now you got me thinking about it. So she's calling Jack on his screw up because, you know, he never lets anything go. And so she tries to imitate him and she's like, be a manager, control your people, buy better clothes. <laughs> He's like, I'm allowing this because I made a misstep. I'm handling it. And Tracy will be here by Friday night. Just get it done. Nope. Lost it. That was Batman. 
<laughs> a joke that she repurposed when she was hosting the Golden Globes and Julianne Moore was nominated for a Sarah Palin speaking part. She was like, I used to win awards for that too and tried to do it, messed up, and she was like, ah, I lost it. That's about me. Cranston, why hasn't Kenneth called me back yet? I miss him. Cranston? Why are you crying? This is too hard, Mr. Donaghy. I cannot stand by while Mr. Jordan dies of dehydration in his recording studio. Plus, I've started to dream as Cranston. Kenneth, the more desperate Tracy becomes, the more our plan is working. The next thing he'll do is show up here. He'll demand you go with him. You say no. Stay strong, and he'll cave. Trust me. I hope you're right, Mr. Donaghy, because you're playing with people's lives here. Don't you think I know that? So now we're in Jenna's room meeting with her ah, team. Thank God. So obviously my Today Show haircut is just the first step in my reinvention. Pete says, this is serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> and why is Pete part of the team? Was he there willingly? Does he just want to see what fresh hell he'll have to deal with tomorrow or later that day? You think anyone was there willingly? I don't know what happened to her two gays that she was with when she threw a tantrum because Tracy won that fake award. I don't know. Were they the same gays she was supposed to spend Christmas Eve with when Jack made them all work? Ah, uh, probably. So her mother's boyfriend raised me to believe that a woman's hair is her crowning glory. <laughs> a haircut can make or break a career. Before the Rachel, Jennifer Aniston was just a chunky nobody who couldn't get a job. Then the real Richard Esposito pipes up and says, wasn't she already on, friends? Richard Esposito, move to the back. <laughs> his carriage, like his demeanor is just beautiful. Anyway, so Jenna commands the room to shout out words that describe her beauty. Everyone, Painting. 80s. 1880s. <laughs> so here comes comedian Godfrey. That's his real name. He's a comedian. Who ends up Godney? Like Britney God Godney? Godfrey, Godney. like free Britney. <laughs> so he's brought up Rick from accounting. Uh, he's arranged for one of Tracy's childhood idols to reach out to him. So it's it's Bill Cosby. And that's real sad. And it's not this like is a gas. Beetlejuice. If you say his name three times, he's not gonna appear. Hopefully. Hopefully. I heard him do this at a party. Tracy, I want you to come back to teach us for the people. Oh, that's terrible. This whole section is terrible. It's, it's so brutal. And it, you were saying they knew that this yes, was a thing that was going on. on. Like, it was a public, it was an open secret. Funny. What? So yeah, he referenced that, how dare you call me because you took advantage of my aunt back in Cincinnati. So we're from Cincinnati. What a great callback. Really nice to be a part of this whole story and situation. So this is a sham. It doesn't work. It's terrible. They're out. So Liz's attempts to burst the bubble start at the restaurant. And Drew has arrived late, so he wasn't able to put his name in and then get gifted the key to the city or something. I'm assuming Mayor Bloomberg is just right around the corner. It's a Gangnam style with him. And so Liz is like, we're going to wait for a table. This is what most people do. After two seconds, Drew is like, I hate this. She's like, yeah, it's going to be unpleasant. <laughs> So in come Tracy Jr. and George Foreman. Oh my God, this fucking hits. That so kid can funny. act his little ass off. So they're looking for his help. And they're like, I'm sorry, you want help with our problem? You, you want our help with your problem? 
Donnie, you need to get our father back to work. You want to see what he packed me for lunch today? Mayonnaise and a pack of cigarettes. I like the way the kid says <laughs> cigarettes. He set up a home recording studio in our rec room. Sing it, Nick. Fat neck girl. I want to. Wait, I got it. Sorry, that comes later. My girl has a fat neck. I'm sharp. Let's do it again. Thanks to you, I now have an unemployed father. You trying to make a stereotype out of me? Did you even vote for Obama? <laughs> We've heard from Tracy Jr. Where's your mother? She said you had to take a small week at Canyon Ranch for my dad broken in half. What is that even supposed to mean? I shouldn't have to hear that. I'm a child. Ah, <laughs> uh, what an Jack. absolute gemstone. So, yeah. people around the same age as me, I'm almost 30, know him as Stanley from That's So Raven. Absolutely oh, amazing. It, it, see, people my age do not know that. Oh, my God, yeah. He was in... Um, I think just like a handful. He was a main standout character who was super obsessed with either Raven or one of Raven's friends and absolutely hilarious, super huh. funny, very precocious, witty, hilarious, excellent line delivery. The actor's name oh. is Bobby J. Thompson. You learn something new every day. I When I tell you that sometimes I do things. <laughs> like watch That's So Raven in the 90s or whatever it was on the odds. <laughs> and to this day, whenever I'm watching anything, my mom jokingly will be like, you watching That's So Raven again? <laughs> Constantly. Good one, Ann Cotter. <laughs> She's sharp. Just like Tracy. Fat neck girl. So Alec, uh, Jack's like, Tracy Jr., George Foreman, I want to get your father back to work as much as you do. But what do I offer the man who has everything? I don't know what to do. I didn't come here to hear any more excuses. I came here to see the dumbest cracker in all of New York. <laughs> you got to fix this, Donnie. You fix this. <laughs> so now we're at a little diner, and Drew's like, I don't see it on the menu, but I would love a catfish po'boy and a diet raspberry fish. Ah, this is so annoying. You have to set limits with people, because otherwise they'll act out. People are meant to be controlled. You wonder why people feel emboldened. Come back in five minutes. If you try and order off the menu again, I will smack those glasses off your face. Because obviously Liz covers up Drew's face so he can't swoon her with his majestic eyes and piercing blue eyes that have yet to fade. I think I suffered a small stroke. So he's, Drew's all upset. He's like, what, what was that? Why didn't she call you sweetheart? Where's the complimentary ass sampler? What's going on? So she's going to give it to him for real. This is how most people live. Because of your whole, you know, Drew, Drew, Disney Prince thing. You know, actually, they use footage of me from my high school swim team to draw Prince Eric. Oh, my God. His recitation of that line is yes. perfect. The way he goes super quiet and is like, that's actually a really cool thing about me. Also, I would also like to see that footage. Yes. And I would believe Assuming it, that he's he 18, like, like a senior in college, a senior in high school. Uh, she's telling him that he, the people tell him what he wants to hear and he doesn't believe her. She's like, Drew, I'm going to tell you for your own good. You can't put Gatorade on salmon. Yes, you can. The hot Italian lady from the Food Network told me so. Did she say it on TV? No, she said it when she jumped escalators to try to talk to, ah, uh, well, I don't want to live that way. I don't want you to treat me that way. Are you sure? Liz, I'm an adult. You can be honest with me. I can take it. Cut to a montage where he cannot. <laughs> so we're back on the tennis court. She wins. That's game. You're serve. That's it. I quit. This racket is a fart. And you, <laughs> you cheat. You're a cheating bitch. I mean, the way he hits bitch is pretty hard. It is, it is super hard. So hard on that <laughs> bitch bitch. He means it. <laughs> 
Yeah. But you can see why they do not see each other again until the last scene. <laughs> I would, I'm like, how do we even get home? I'm like, I'll take my own train. Bye. <laughs> You're going to commission your own train? Honestly, I'm just saying, could, I'll wait the for bubble. the next car. You get in this Mayor car. Mayor Bloomberg is going to create an entire track for him just for Drew. So Jack is enlisting call it the Kenneth F train. Jennifer Aniston's going to be on it. Nobody knows what you're talking about. What? The F train. Jennifer Aniston's going to be on it because she's like, I'm taking the F train to fuck Jack. Am I the only one who watches this show? I swear, sometimes <laughs> the level of unprofessionalism is far too much. Are you going to hit me? <laughs> Not through the Which phone. Hit me? <laughs> Jack's going to enlist Kenneth for help in getting Tracy back. And this is where he says, oh, I know Mr. Jordan like the back of my stepfather Ryan's, Ron's hand. Ron, later played by Brian Cranston. I know all Cranston. the ATM pin codes. I know when he's cranky and he needs his binky. I know that about binky means 1970s pornography. So, Julie, what is your favorite oeuvre genre of pornography? None. I'm just kidding. I know. So Jack asks, how is he functioning without on, you? And I don't have to watch. Julie, this is, you know, a little extreme of a topic to be talking about on the podcast. It's family friendly up in these parts. Now she's going to hit me. This is why we don't do it in person anymore. So he wants to know he's functioning without you, but he isn't. He's still doing everything for him. Today he has to ride his bike over to his house in New Jersey to hold his hand during a loss. He couldn't send a fucking car to poor little Kenneth. He has to E.T. his way over there. (laughs) He likes it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's it, Kenneth. Don't you see? You're our ace in the hole. This is also, and I mean, this episode has so many fucking good lines and amazing deliveries. He's like, you're the ace in the hole. He's like, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> You've been, look what I've been looking for. The one thing in TGS that Tracy cannot live without. Now, Kenneth, I need you to cut Tracy off completely. Which they should have known from the 99 Luff Balloons episode that the safest place in 30 Rock is Kenneth. He views him very highly. He might also be high. Probably. Kenneth isn't sure if he can get off the drug that is Tracy. He's like, you want him to come back, don't you? This is the only way. The phone rings, and he's like, do not answer that. He's like, but sir, it's my job. So he answers, hello, Studio 6H. This is Cranston. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Your voice sounds so pathetic. It's pitch perfect. He's so sad. Oh, hey, Cranston, I was looking for Kenneth. He's not here. But I'm sure wherever he is, he loves you very much. (laughs) (laughs) So Liz is stressed. Reusable tweet perpetually, obviously, till the end of time. Ack, ack, ack. Ack, ack, (laughs) ack. And Jenna's there to console her. Oh, my God. This is where you and Jenna Jenna show your true nature. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk about what's going on? I just hope it's not a mistake. Well, maybe it is, but you have to listen to your heart. Yeah, but why meddle with something that was great? Oh, Liz. It'll grow back. What? (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about my hair, right? And then she takes off. And it is hilarious because it's the look that you get in your eyes when I continue to speak, even though you've given every facial interaction to tell me to stop, you both you and Emma. I just keep going like a fucking train off the rails. And she just sprints to the exit. Hilarious. Fat neck girl, let me count your neck ring. I'm thirsty, badly. Who's in charge of my thirst? Cranston? Why hasn't Kenneth called me back yet? I miss him. Cranston? 
Why are you crying? Can it start to crack? <laughs> I cannot stand by why Mr. Jordan dies of dehydration. <laughs> Plus, I've started to dream as Cranston. Punchy. Jack's like Kenneth. The more desperate Tracy becomes, the more our plan is working. And the next thing he'll do is show up here. He'll demand you go with him, and you say no. Stay strong and he'll cave. Trust me. I hope you're right, Mr. Donaghy, because you're playing with people's lives here. What accent was that? Who am I? What's going on? I'm Cranston. So we're back at, um, we're not back. We're here for the first time. Welcome. We're on the Today Show with Meredith Vieira and sketch comedian Jenna Maroney is here to donate her hair. Not to Locks of Love, though. It's far too processed for a sick person to wear. Rather, a lovely charity called... Julie, Merkins of Hope. But you have skipped the part where she says, We're back with sketch comedian Jenna Maroney. And she goes, Thank you, Meredith, but please, I'm not a hero. (laughs) Because, like other people we know, she's the same. I know. I know. So, a Merkin, if people don't know, is. It's a pubic wig. (laughs) (laughs) So, she decides to make the big cut. Richard Esposito is there, ready to cut the hair off. And then Meredith, terrible acting. So what about the crazy news that Tracy Jordan has quit TGS? I heard he, word is he quit over his contract dispute. Guess you're the only star left on that show. No, no, stop. Stop cutting my hair. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. Also, I feel like in my experience, and perhaps this is different from women and men, but blonde dudes that I've hooked up with don't have like bleach blonde pubes. You can get any color merkin you want. I'm just, I know. I mean, that's fair. You're right. Dress okay. up. When you go buy a wig, you don't normally buy the like Dress same up. hair color you have. You're like, I need a blonde wig. That's a good point. Thanks, Emma. I so, said the same thing. I didn't hear it. So Pete's <laughs> freaking out. He's like, Jack, is Tracy still not here? We got three hours before the show. Jack's like, security told me he's in the building. Pete, so it's working. Now it's all up to one Kenneth Ellen Parcell. K-E-P. So Tracy comes up, and it's very much like an estranged post-breakup relationship situation. V-cute. And Tracy's like, hey, Ken, I've, I've been calling you. Has Cranston up and giving you my messages? No, he told me. Ice cold! Yeah, well, don't worry. Just came to get a few things. He picks up a vase. And a box of Kleenex. And a box of tissues. But I want you to know if I walk out that door, Ken, I'm not going to call again. It's over. You understand? Kenneth breaks. Now, they fail plan A. Plan B is still quite in the works. Donaghy has many things in the fire. What's in the fire? Pots, Mr. Donaghy wanted me to stop talking to you. So Irons. So you used Cranston as his gatekeeper. Very disappointed. <laughs> he still doesn't know that Cranston's not real. I'm very disappointed, Kenneth. I know I blew it. I guess I'm only farm strong and not heart strong. Aww. <laughs> and then Jack is sorry that he manipulated the two of them in that way, but twist. Kenneth, I'm going to need your page jacket. My <gasps> secret job is taking care of Tracy. Tracy's not here. Bitch, neither are you. Scandal. Therefore, your services are no longer required. As a page? Oh, no. <laughs> As a person, he just shoots him. <laughs> Wait a minute. You want to fire my boy, Ken? Stay out of this, Tracy. It's not your concern. This is feeling Tracy's a little hairy in the Henderson's also. Yeah. 
You said Kenneth can't work here because I don't work here. But if I work here, so can Kenneth. Damn you and your meddling. <laughs> I don't understand, Kenneth says. And he's like, of course you don't, you idiot. I'm coming back to work, Jack, with Kenneth. I miss so all my favorite sweet. parts. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to be in my dressing room. Not a boy, Trey. So we're back with Drew, hot as ever, in a motorcycle jacket with a motorcycle. It's just dreamy times a hundred times a million, wrapped in leather. He wants to apologize for his behavior the other day on the tennis court. It's not who I am. But you made me feel like a loser. And this is such a you line, Julie, because you lost. Sure. <laughs> okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that to you. But you have so much potential. But I'm happy this way. I don't like it outside of the bubble. <laughs> Liz, it was very ironic. No, it wasn't. That's not how you use that word. Stop it. I want to use ironic however I want. I want to stay in the <laughs> bubble, Liz. I want you in there with me. Come on. Come away with me. We can go upstate on my new motorcycle. Oh, boy, Drew. I don't think this is going to work. Guess I'll see you around, or as the French say, call back. Yeah, I'll see you around. Beautiful music plays as he starts hitting cars on the way down. I'll see you around. They live in the same building. <laughs> that hasn't changed. Don't shoot where you eat, Liz Lemon. Next time she sees him, spoiler alert, he'll have hooks for hands. <laughs> <laughs> so at the very end of the episode, John McEnroe was supposed to be there at the court playing with them. Fun. And he was supposed to throw a big, nice tantrum and then turn to John Hammond and say, want to hit? But he didn't come. Ah. Uh. Damn they wrote it in the original he already, script. He did come already, though, for, um, yeah, Steve Martin, another another lover. Yes. And now he's on Never Have I Ever. So I got to say, I, I think this will come as no surprise. This is like my top three episodes, <laughs> maybe my top episode of all time. How? We'll find out. <laughs> it was very good. The line consistency, the density, the performance, the recitation of the lines, everything, the plot points were all winners. This was a fucking great episode. I'm still slogging through The Good Wife, so I'm in the second to last season. And, oh, what's the guy's name? Jonathan Carlyle. I don't know whoever he is. He's really cute. And um, he is bending to someone's whim, and Marissa Gold comes up to him, and she goes, oh, handsome men are so weak. And I was like, the truer words were never spoken. Honestly. So, John Hamm, weak. Beautiful man. Weak. So funny. Weak. Yeah. I mean, men in general just do not have the strength. There's like a scientific study that pain tolerance, like the ability to tolerate pain is so much higher in women than it is for men. Like so well, We have much to listen higher. to you guys talk a lot about <laughs> rearrange a sentence like pain tolerance to ability to tolerate pain. I, sure I got lost. I got scared and lost. <laughs> All right, let's, well, let's rate this episode. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Let me know when you're ready. Ready? Ready. Yeah. Send. <laughs> <laughs> Nick gave it the perfect temperature of people at 98.6. We don't do points. Um, Emma, just a little over. Really ambitious and sweet of you. I think that one bad line of um, Tracy Morgan takes it out of the 100 range, but I got a perfect score of 99. <laughs> Such a fun episode. I love it so much. Thank <laughs> you.
But we hope you enjoyed. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did because it cracks me up. You want to check out? Apparently, I hope you choke and die. (laughs) You'd like to check out more of our inventive (laughs) ideas. We have another podcast called Takes All Over the Place. You can check us out at takespod.com. We're at takespod on Instagram. Emma and Nick put up really cute posts. I like them. Um, (laughs) So thanks for spending time and listening to us and sharing in this fun Silly, silly show. We hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, gemstones. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank. That was fun. I enjoyed that.